0: Welcome to Brand Meat Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise.
1: A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry.
0: So pull up a chair and grab a notebook.
1: It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse.
0: Guess who we have back on Brand Meet Creator out from the dark depths of newborn life. Sonia, I miss you so much. I'm so glad you're back.
1: Oh, I miss you guys too. Hi. It's so nice to talk to somebody who can talk back to me.
0: (laughs) It's so nice to not use baby language. Um, How are you doing? Um, Tell us about your uh, number one, just your life because we missed you and also about what you're liking on the internet.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. So life is wild. I had a baby for all those listeners who (laughs) did not know. Um, His name's Wesley. He's amazing. Life is wonderful as a new mom, but also crazy as everyone will tell you. But I'm so excited to start to get back to the podcast and life outside of just, I don't know, being with him. It's crazy. What was your biggest shocker? um,
0: What was your biggest shocker in mm, having him?
1: Hmm. I honestly think that I thought he was gonna sleep a lot less oh, mm. <laughs> moms who have bad sleepers I don't know how you do it I was really prepared for him to be awake all the time um, he is awake a lot during the day which is a little bit rough when you want to get stuff done but at night he sleeps like 10 hours like an angel so that was actually a pleasant surprise this sounds not like horrific.
0: am I preparing for a child right now I think I am. <laughs>
1: Everyone who owns a dog is always preparing for a child. If that's the journey that they're on, um, because especially if your dog is like constantly testing your boundaries mm, yes. um, for patience, Definitely. because a baby will test your boundaries for patience for sure.
0: I I love it. I'm so gl- I'm so glad that you're back. So if you're hearing baby coos and little noises in the background, that's that's what it is. Um, so Sonia, it what is. are you liking on the internet in your sabbatical? What did you? What did you dive into the wormhole depths of?
1: Okay. So in my sabbatical, at first I really wasn't on social at all, of course, because you're in so deep. But now I almost use it as escape. I see why moms are on Instagram or TikTok so much because it's like sometimes you just want to turn your brain off and it's that mindlessness that is so gratifying. It's like no one really (laughs) gives a shit about me right now as I scroll. Like no one's asking for anything from me besides to scroll and maybe tap a like. <laughs> um, so of course I went in heavy on TikTok. You know, if you listened to us before I left, I was already on that path and I just really dove in even deeper. Um, I had a quote unquote viral video. Woo. <laughs> um, and I have just really been getting into this like it girl culture over there and how, Followers all gravitate at once to one girl. And it's really between two right now. And one is Alex Earl, mm-hmm. which of course everybody knows and is talking tell, about. Tell us a little right bit now. about
0: the background of Alex Earl. If you don't know. Okay.
1: So, from what I know, and I don't know her whole um, history, which is <laughs> rather close. short because she's in her very early 20s. Right. She's very young. Um, <laughs> She's very young, so there's not a ton of history. But from what I understand, she's from Connecticut or New Jersey. Uh, She went to school, college in Florida. She's currently, yeah, she's currently in school in Florida. She dated a professional baseball, basketball, Mm -hmm. or football player. I forget which one. Doesn't matter. Same thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, she started, she really wanted. Yeah, she wanted to become Instagram famous, and he didn't support her. Mm. Major controversy yeah. there. So they broke up. And then she's really been diving in on TikTok. It cracks me up how many people on TikTok are like dissecting her plan. I don't think I don't the girl think has a has plan. One. She just shows up. She does. She is a marketing major, but like, what does that mean? She doesn't have some. She doesn't have some sort of master I feel like strategy that doesn't here, mean folks. Anything.
0: She's a marketing major. There's so major. many
1: people who are like, Alex Earl is so smart. This is how she approaches her TikTok strategy. I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure she just shows up. She's really pretty. She's very honest. I'll give her that. Uh, she's very consistent. And she has an interesting life that people want. End of story. That That's the grand You know plan. what I
0: think is so interesting? I think it's so mm. interesting that everyone loves her. Like, there's – I don't feel like she gets the hate that I would expect from – for someone in her world.
1: Agreed, but I think the tides are – turning Mm. potentially potentially the tides are turning recently people have been using her filter Mm. uh it's been discovered that she uses a specific type of face filter and now there is a tiny wave of people who are giving some backlash because so many of her videos are beauty get ready with me's Mm. and how can people think that she's really all that authentic if she has the get ready with me Mm. filter on while it's happening I don't know. Whatever, people. Life is not that serious. (laughs) But I just – I think it's so interesting. I don't really get as sucked into her videos as I thought I would. I like them, but pretty quickly I'm like, you're too young for me to relate to. I I don't relate. I I mean – Yeah, yeah. I can't relate. I'm I can't <laughs> relate. But there's somebody else um, right now that the um interwebs are um, really latching onto. And it? it's Emily Kaiser. Yes, I was just talking about her this morning. <gasps> I'm an Emily Kaiser stan. Okay. I and have there never- There is actually a strategy there.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: She's amazing.
0: And and she's she's blown up like in the last eight weeks, like insane. A million followers. Yeah, in the last she has, eight weeks.
1: She has one point five million followers now. She's twenty-three with a child that's several years old. So like I can't even that's barely fathom that. in my brain. Yeah. I to each I his own. Know. I just
0: can't fathom that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Great for her, but I'm like, why what? But she does um, day in the lives. She, okay, she does this great mix of content that I think could work for literally anybody but of course works for someone who is pretty relatively wealthy can't get past that part (laughs) yeah okay can't really get past that part but here we go so she does a day in the life every morning she does a run errands with me almost every single day Mm -hmm. she does a hair tutorial she has long beautiful blonde mermaid hair she does a hair tutorial almost every single day um, she does a lot of funny content, um, mainly like voiceovers or sounds.
0: Like while she, while she has the hair yeah. stuff in and it's drawing mm-hmm. to other videos. It's very strategic, I think.
1: Absolutely very strategic. And somehow it ends up being like five plus videos a day. My commentary is how does she edit them so fast? Like where does she find the time for the edits? Because these Day in the Life's and the get readies with me and stuff, she does those like quick cuts over and over. And I want to know, like if I'm behind the scenes in her home and I'm watching her, one that people love, of course, is when she cleans mm-hmm. her house. And the other one is, of course, it's like a, the diary of the whole day.
0: Yeah.
1: As she goes through the day, does she keep her phone on a tripod and she moves it to each room as she's mm-hmm. doing these things? And then she like records for a long period of time or sets the countdown and just sets it for like, Three seconds and she captures the right moment. Like, Mm. how? How? I want to know, like, reality TV style in her home and following her around for the day. How is she capturing all these things? Because then she's chasing a toddler.
0: Yeah. Do you really think she's filming on TikTok? I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't think that. I would think she's filming on camera roll. I would also presume that she's a couple of days Mm. behind.
1: Potentially, With the output definitely. I haven't really checked her Instagram to see like if the outfits S- if are the syncing up. Match. And honestly, she wears <laughs> yeah. Does the story? Matter? I'm not that invested. And she wears a lot of like very similar clothing. She's not. I wouldn't say she's not stylish. She's cute, definitely, but she's like cozy cute. Mm. You know, she's always wearing like a mad happy sweatshirt set, um, or like leggings and an oversized. i like
0: hurricane so- cozy. Like she's cozy cute. <laughs>
1: huh. <laughs> she's definitely cozy cute because somehow she's always in like the kind of what I would classify as frumpy wear, mm. but then like her hair and makeup is done and she's yeah. adorable. So I don't know. And I don't know when the backlash will come for her because she gives her child Dr. Pepper every day Ooh. and it cracks me up that no <laughs> one has, I'm, I don't troll her comments, so who knows maybe people are saying this, but I'm like, you literally give your two-year-old Dr. Pepper every day.
0: What a character. It's amazing. The characters of TikTok. I, I love it. Well, let's dive into this episode. If you like it, like it. Wow, wow, wow. It's been a while. So we need to touch on, we need to do a little vibe check. That's that's going to be the point of this episode is a little vibe check about influencer marketing, where we stand with this whole anti-influencer movement, and what our predictions are For 2023, heading into 2023, what should we be looking at in the world of influencer marketing? So, Sonia, I'm so glad that you have come back for this because I've been putting off this episode for a (laughs) while. I was like, I need to bring in the big dog so we can chat through the nitty gritty details of what's coming in influencer marketing.
1: I'm so happy to be back for this episode because I do think that – The vibe check for 2023 for influencer marketing is going to be rocky. So I'm super excited to talk about what you think is going to be coming down the pipeline, what I've been seeing and I'm going to predict. And yeah, well, I mean, I'm overall just happy to be back and doing it. Um, But I do think that this year is a Keystone year for influencer marketing. So I so agree.
0: And I think that because we have been in such the we have been in years of change. Mm-hmm. Everything has been new platform, new algorithm, new no new no new no new, 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 new. And we have this whole new wave sure. of influencers that were not influencers a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's getting harder to grow. Partnerships are more regular. Brands have official campaigns that they're running. It's not just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting more organized. Agreed.
1: I mean, I think I'm not ready. Maybe by the end of the episode, I'll be ready to like give this year like a phrase or a key word, but I <laughs> re- I really think this year, a few things are going to happen. I think one thing that you're saying here about the organization is true. I don't think that we're going to see some sort of new platform like TikTok bust onto the scene and essentially F everything up, right? Like when TikTok came into people's marketing budgets and lives, like on the marketing side of things we were like what the f is happening to us now like what do we you have know, to do
0: you know you know what you missed you know what you missed i heard this the other day mm. we heard, we were talking to a client um an all influence management client mm-hmm. and she was like i was told that that tiktok now has the highest conversion rate across all platforms and instagram mm. is actually at the very bottom now which is I, we need to tr- check those metrics we need to fact check there yeah. but i was a little bit shook so I mean, I think there's just a lot of, there's a lot of movement, but I don't think we're going to see any new newbies. And I think some of these old guys are really going to be reinvigorated. Like YouTube, we've seen the rise of YouTube shorts. Mm -hmm. Um, I still think everyone's sleeping on Pinterest. I think everyone's sleeping on LinkedIn. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of these oldies, but goodies.
1: Agreed. And I think this is going to be one of the years where we start to see people move it off of Instagram as their number one platform for monetization mm. that's one of my predictions you know you and I have talked a long time about influencers need to ver- diversify their platforms and I think mm-hmm. the same goes for brands right being on one platform is the stupidest thing that you can do if you are in social media <laughs> Yay, me. sorry <laughs> sorry I mean I uh, you all but you have text right so you're not on one platform sure okay I also have I We'll give you some. Um, we're credit. also
0: on a podcast right now. True. <laughs> also true.
1: Also true. So it's fact. It's fact. So I think if you are still trying to put yourself into a box and dig your heels into the sand, as they say, and say I'm not doing TikTok, that's not for me. I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. I can't handle it. Like too bad, Buttercup. Like I would
0: actually. We're moving on. You know what? Mm-hmm. I would go as I, I would go as far as to. Roll that statement over to all of the platforms. With mm-hmm. it's time to differentiate in general, and not so much just with TikTok. Because Agreed. I think that your Instagram creators w- might actually do better on like Pinterest, for example. Sure. Your like bread and butter Instagram creators. There might be a Cookie. there might be a rollover there more. Mm-hmm. I have seen also some TikTok creators, a ton of TikTok creators say, I'm ditching this and I'm going to YouTube shorts. Sure. Or I'm going to start actually vlogging with longer form content. So I think there's just like, this is going to be a year of movement.
1: I agree. And I think with that, if you are one of those influencers listening who are like, okay, I need to choose my secondary platform. I need to start investing somewhere else. Wonderful. One thing I think that people need to think of that I have been seeing less and less of, but the strategy is not, you know, let me tease this on TikTok and force people to go Mm -mm, to YouTube. mm -mm. Honey, that's not Mm going to work. It's also not going to work for you to just continue to repost the same stuff. Sure. If Mm -hmm. you want to tease it, you can, but that's not the main strategy. That's like a super sub strategy. 99% Mm -hmm. of people are loyal to one platform first and potentially Mm -hmm. are going to watch you on a second platform for something else, right? Like I use YouTube to learn things primarily. I'm not going to go Mm -hmm. there to find my favorite influencer to watch a day in her life if I prefer to Mm -hmm. watch a day in the life on TikTok, okay? So it's Mm -hmm. what are you going to offer differently on the other platforms? Mm -hmm. How are you going to show up differently? And yes, you might be thinking to yourself, well, that sounds like a lot of work, it is. It is a lot of work. Let me be the one to rain on your parade. It is a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be a <laughs> She's full-time. Come back. She's yeah.
0: come back swinging.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of work to be a full-time influencer.
0: That being so- right. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. That. Um, it's a lot of work to be a full-time influencer. And I, I want to scream that from the rooftops because – I mean, we know we know that influencer marketing or influencers in general get mm-hmm. such a bad rep for being, you know. I took two pictures today. I did my day in the life, and that's it. And mm-hmm. just like we were talking about with what is her name, Emily, girlfriend gets out a lot of content every day, a yeah. lot. Like and you I better think believe that YouTube she's too. on top of every. Oh, she would be great on YouTube.
1: Sure, she Emily gets Kaiser out so
0: much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She gets out so much content. Yeah. And that is a freaking full-time job. So, I mean, it just comes down to do less club. You need to be thinking less about each individual piece of content. Uh-huh. And I know you're wearing your I'm do wearing less club I'm so clothes. happy about it. Subtle plug. <laughs> um, but you need to be thinking less about each individual piece of content and – Posting more across the board. Oh, that
1: is the golden nugget right there. And I just posted. Think less, post more. Yeah, I posted two TikToks recently that address both of these things. One saying, I hate to be the one to tell you this, beauty influencers, but like there's a very strong chance that you may never go viral. You may never hit 1 million Mm -hmm. followers. Like that may never, Mm -hmm. ever happen to you. And if you can still show up every single day and say, I just enjoy this. You will have longevity. If mm-hmm. that is your only goal, you're probably going to burn out. Like if your only goal is to hit yeah. one million followers, you're probably going to burn out in the process. But if you truly just like to show up and record, like fine.
0: At the end of the day, you know our feelings on you know there's a golden range of follower count yeah, where thirty k. You know that that, that <laughs> th- just stick it to, stick to thirty k. Thirty k. That and that might go up. More, The more that we get these other platforms moving and Mm -hmm. different follower counts kind of mean different things on each platform. But that number isn't a million. It's nowhere near a million.
1: No. And I think one thing that I've been seeing, especially on TikTok, of people breaking down like, here's the strategy to go viral, post more. Like, yes, post more. That is true. But you need to be posting consistently within like certain ranges. And that is what Emily Kaiser does really well. Like the predictability of what is going to come out of her account without it being Mm -hmm. boring. Every single day. Every single day. Like there is a common thread. There is a Mm -hmm. common theme across these videos, which is of course her personality and her quirkiness and her lifestyle. But it's also Mm -hmm. like there's a hair thing. There's a day in the life. Yes. There's some like stay at home mom vibe. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. going on there for different types of people. And that's how you're going to go viral, right? Like I may not love her yes. X, Y, and Z video, but I could love four of the other types that she's posting every day. And so I'm going to follow her.
0: It's it's your magazine analogy. You're going to have hair care every day. You might have fashion every day. You're also going to have your horoscopes every day. And that's okay because it's yeah. wrapped up in a neat little package that you're going to see every time. Exactly. And I might skip ahead in my magazine, in my tiger beat, <laughs> to tiger the horoscopes beat. first. Uh-huh. Every time.
1: <laughs> this is just going downhill. <laughs> uh, we get what you're saying. But you though. understand. Yes. You it's understand. like. And I think it's not overcommitting in that idea either, right? It's like it really needs to be something that is easy for you to accomplish every single day or multiple times a day. Yes. Um, And something that, you know, you can build on later on down the road. So maybe you do start with three things that you can do every single day. And then as that mm-hmm. becomes easier, you add in one more and you add in one more because so many influencers, I think come to us and are saying like, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. I know blah, blah, blah. Right. Because they're looking at the whole part of their lives and they're like, how do I synthesize my whole life into three videos a day?
0: and like, Slap a label on it. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> call myself one thing. Yeah, it's really hard. And I think the other thing to look at is like, mm-hmm. what what is your soapbox in life? Like, mm. what do you get really feisty about? Because if you can say that message in – 10 different ways over sure. and over again. Like, why are we pretending that that message needs to be new every day? It doesn't. It you don't doesn't. You not need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. I just need to know you for that.
1: Exactly. Definitely. And someone new will always come along who hasn't heard it, right? Like, you'll hit a new follow mm-hmm. the next day and they haven't heard that message yet. So it's like re-saying oh it. Oh my goodness. Totally fine.
0: Dude, I posted about our podcast mm-hmm. yesterday in a Carousel and I had like three people that were like... I've followed you forever and I did not know that you had a podcast. I was like, this is why, this is, thank you. Yeah. This (laughs) is why you need to say it again and again because people miss it. Absolutely. that has nothing to do with like, them ignoring me. Like, they just have never seen it.
1: I had people comment recently, you had a baby. I'm like, he's literally three and a half (laughs) months old. (laughs) Plus the nine months I was pregnant on the interwebs. Like, where? Plus the pregnancy. What? Where have you been? Uh, No. Right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, so man. pivoting into another little reality check vibe check mm-hmm. pricing oh. because i think this is gonna this yeah. is gonna change it, you sigh tell me why
1: uh i will i also want to say let's talk about pricing and budgets as one whole right because pricing is the influencer yes. side and budgets is really the brand side of this i sigh because i mean i think there's going to be a reality check for a lot of influencers. Who have increased their prices over the last three years. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I don't think that people deserve the money. And you know that about me. Mm -hmm. On the brand side, it's not that I don't think that people work hard and they deserve the money that they get. It is that we are going into a different time period. We're going into a shift, Mm -hmm. right? Not only are we talking Mm -hmm. about a recession, which of course everyone cannot stop talking about, but we're also talking about this idea that so many people have become influencers and are vying for that money overnight, right? Yes. Alex Earl, these people, they were just people the other day who were mm-hmm. casually posting content and then they took it seriously and now they're people who have millions of now followers. people are
0: obsessed exactly. Obsessed. Right? So there's a
1: lot of competition. There's so much competition. There is less money in the marketing department for yes. experimentation. That is the one thing I want to drive home for 2023. I don't think that brands have the experimental budget for influencers anymore. And what I mean by that from a business standpoint is when we experiment with money, it means we don't need to directly tie it back to ROI or what it does for the business in terms of sales. That means that I can let go of that money. Let's see what happens. Test it. Have fun. Create content. La, la, la. It's great. And sometimes we have that money and sometimes we don't. Twenty twenty three, we're gonna have a lot less of that money, right? People need to perform. I need to see the analytics, I need to see the ROI, I need to see the code being used. We are going to be Uh, tight. Especially with
0: reach going down too. Reach reach is going down. We can't get away Mm -hmm. from that. Yeah. It's tough.
1: Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, think- and
0: there's nothing you can do as an influencer. And I still think like we need to start out the conversation with, you know, how many hours did that take? Mm-hmm. But I think your bigger influencers are actually going to get hit harder. Like, I think your 100K mm-hmm. plus people are going to get hit harder than your 20Kers.
1: I would agree because, as we've talked about in a previous episode, it's so much easier to pull the trigger on a one k spend or a fifteen hundred spend than it is for five k and up. Um, Yes, but I think this also ladders back to the idea of having multiple channels. Someone asked me the other day, like, if my content doesn't perform well in a paid partnership, what should I do? And I think that's why you need to have these other publishing channels. So that you can easily pivot or even tell a brand in advance, hey, if this doesn't perform as well as I'd like it to, or as you would like it to, mm-hmm. I'm prepared to publish again on my you know, subscribers. Yeah. I am want to send out a text. Right. I want to send out an email. I'm going to push it to YouTube Shorts. Like whatever else that you can do to support that partnership, number one, shows that you're a valued partner and that you want repeat business. But number two... It, you're prepared for the reality of low views, which is right. what happens. It's not it is a fault. reality. It is a reality. And you're coming to the table as a business person ready for the yes. worst, I guess you would say, and going to make good so that that brand leaves happy.
0: We had an influencer post a TikTok the other day. And I think this brand deal was like, I don't know, three $3,000, something like that. And it had 91 views Ooh, 91 oh, sh- views. and we ended up taking it off and mm-hmm. trying again because it was it was so weird like there were no mm. likes on this video. she had you know thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. sure and something weird happened.
1: yeah. I mean
0: I like thank God they were understanding and we're okay on the reposting the next day and whatever, yeah. but I mean, I think the that's key hard. things
1: to take away of a situation like that, if you're on the influencing side, is number one, you should be the one that sends the email to the brand first. As soon as you see mm-hmm. unperforming con- underperforming content, and that's not like slightly underperforming, we're talking like a dive bomb, like what Harley just described. Right. Like, that's right. rough. And you know it's not your fault. That's bad. You know you did everything that you could. You adhered to the guidelines. You posted at the time you said you were going to. Like You did all the things. Right. You need to be the one that sends the email first and says, hey, just so you know, I'm noticing that X, Y, and Z is happening. Let me give it a few hours. But this is my plan if it doesn't get better. And that brand is going to respect think it's just you troubleshooting. so much. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. It's, customer it's, service. it's business
0: troubleshooting. Yeah. Right. And you would totally do that in your day job if you saw some something Absolutely. like that happen too. Like any any kind of corporate job. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like the soapbox that we are always on is like – Yeah.
1: Show up as a business person. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah, If you treat it like a business person that we all know how to be, then like it will go far. And that doesn't mean that you have to, you know, be over the top and try to be someone that you're not. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that also comes across scary sometimes mm-hmm. for people listening. So, listeners, if you've never been in that corporate formal job, have no fear because just jumping in and saying, Hey, I don't know what's happening, literally in this language, being casual, but letting them know and communicating. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all you need to do.
1: Yep. For sure. So much of it is customer service and relationship management. So if you're good at those Mm -hmm. skills, like you could be a great influencer. Um, One more point I really want to make about uh, budgets. And I think an interesting thing about thinking as an influencer, how you can provide value for brands. Um, I've been reading a lot of articles about what are marketers doing in 2023? You know, how are Mm -hmm. they budgeting? What's happening? And I'm seeing the word flexible spending so much. So I think this idea of, I don't know, packages or, you know, it, mm. uh, here's the base rate, but if it hits this many views, I want this. Or here's the base rate, but I want commission. Who on- brought that
0: up two years ago? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know. Or like here's the base rate, but I want commission on everything from this. Or, you know, having yes. all of these like or the my flexible- commission code
0: has to be in the whitelisting.
1: Yeah. Or great. you
0: know, there's, there's like there's other ways that you can play it.
1: Exactly. Or I saw um Spark ads and I get all the commission or I get X amount of commission off of all of the conversions. Um, yes. Which is a similar smart thing. that yes so smart smart throw-ins right so you have to be flexible so that the upfront risk is mitigated that is what yes. marketers are looking for right if I put ten thousand dollars all in into one piece of content that someone's posting my ass is on the line that that performs. And of course, yes, like we just discussed, they can be make goods and we can try and do other stuff, but there's not a lot of options there. If I'm putting Mm 5,000 on the line with the option to potentially give another 5,000, should the content pop off or should we be getting a tons Mm -hmm. of conversions? I'm going with that option every single time, right? Because if it doesn't pop off, I have another chance with somebody else potentially. Mm -hmm. So- that is a huge way of thinking flexible spending flexible options packages plus commission oh, go with go with god on those things this year people
0: <laughs> so what kind of package would you would you open with because if our rates can't hmm. be as high as they are i i also don't want to undervalue us because so often sure. you know we're sweating and stressing over a $100 <clears throat> difference. Like yeah. I don't, we're not talking about the hundreds here. We're talking about the thousands. For sure. Um. So what what is that advice for going in with a specific number?
1: Um. I think at the bare minimum, if you have a number that you want to hit that the client is not able to reach um, and you don't want to go down, I always say go up in content. And this is something that Harley and I talk about all the time. As an influencer, I see a lot of people having rigidity when it comes to how many still images they'll provide or like how many cuts Mm -hmm. that they'll do. Girl, if you want Mm -hmm. the money in the bank, and I'm sorry, make that anybody. I'm saying girl as like a sassy slang, but this goes to anybody. (laughs) If you want the money in the bank, do the damn thing, right? If I'm saying I want two images for a thousand or two videos for a thousand and you only want to give me one, Just do two. Let me tell you, if it's on the same product and you can do it in one sitting, do two. I would say start opening up packages that don't require that much more of your time. Tell the brand, I will post this one video and I will give you two more videos for you only that you don't have to post, right? Content packages where you get sent the stuff, you're already setting up, you're in the outfit, you're in the makeup, you're doing the thing. Create the value around the content because we are burning through content in every marketing department. Yes. Every day yes. we are lighting content on fire that we cannot use again. So everyone's desperate for content.
0: I I, I think this really pulls back very nicely to our point about think less, post more. Like mm-hmm. we, all, we all need to do that. We need to realize that that's not just the influencer that's like, wow, this is a lot of content, but it's the brand too. And I think the brand from day one has always had higher content recommendations mm-hmm. than your influencer anyway. Yeah. No- like it's been very normal for brands to post three times a day for a while.
1: Yeah. And no brand is ever going to be like, oh, you sent us four options and we only need two. Like, did you want these other two back? Like, no, like mm-hmm. they want them. We need them. Just like give them to us. And this also sends me down a path that I think is a hard lesson for some influencers I really want you to sit and think. Like, is it difficult for me to come up with ideas for content? Mm. Influencers are creators first; they're creatives first. You have to be that person who's creative and says, "These shoes. Here's five ways I could create content about them. Write mm-hmm. this, this thing. Like, this. I is think how it's I can just time it. to
0: flex that skill. I think it's time to flex that skill. Yeah because it, it is really hard and I, I'm talking to a ton of clients right now who deal with perfectionism and overthinking mm-hmm. and stepping into those kind of projects where it is content 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 pump it out mm-hmm. is really hard like it's really hard to switch your mindset from this needs to be perfect this needs to be produced and mm-hmm. you know glitz and glam to here's this. 10-second video that I created in 10 seconds.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there are, of course, like a baseline. And depending on the brand, like that baseline sometimes is leveled up that they want nicer content, Mm -hmm. but it's never going to be a motion picture, okay? (laughs) Like we're not – most brands do not need that level of, you know, execution. We need good light. We need decent sound. You need to look presentable and you need to say the brand's name correctly and use it correctly. (laughs) Like, we're talking some bare minimums here, people. So yeah, I mean, I think that that is one of my predictions for 2023 is just going to be like, you've got to be a content beast faster. Produce, post. Think, produce, post. Flex yeah. those
0: content skills.
1: Mm-hmm. Flex
0: the do less, think less I skills. know.
1: I'm always shocked at like one thing that I post really frequently on TikTok is content ideas. And I'm always uh-huh. shocked at how many people are like, oh my God, I didn't think of that like what? What?
0: <laughs> so the other thing that I want to talk about on this note of mm-hmm. packages mm-hmm. is UGC and stepping into other streams mm. of income in general because I think this is such a a big thing for creators that I'm seeing is you know it's not just brand partnerships that I I want you to think about. I want you to think bigger. And can you have a membership? Can you do merch? Can you sure. you know do Something, a, an ebook, a digital something, a course. Mm-hmm. Um, because it relying just on booking of partnerships, when these brands are holding tight to their budget is really scary.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I actually just got contacted by an editor the other day asking to for a quote about influencer brands. And of course, this was about beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, two different beauty brands that were headed by influencers are closing. Um, mm-hmm. And she, she was asking, do I think influencer brands are going to continue to be relevant? And I said, mm. yes, but it needs to be very what strategic. What brands are they? Um, one is Skin by Hiram. Um and the other is Addison Ray, I think. Um and sorry, okay. they're not closing, but they're exiting Sephora, which is pretty much like closing. Oh, okay. Um okay. so in that vein, I said that no, I don't think that this is the end of the influencer brand, but people need to be very strategic. And I think one thing when you are thinking about launching a brand, doing merch, doing product, going into the next step of things. To really keep in mind is to make it simple, really keep it simple, right? And that is what I think Harley is doing with the Do Less Club sweatshirts, right? It's like one streamline, it's not sweatshirts and a hat and a headband. And, you know, it's like not this whole clothing line all at once Mm -hmm. because that's how we get into hot water. We start losing money, we have high expectations, and it's really difficult. So finding that other thing that feels like an easy extension of what you're already doing is going to be mm-hmm. super key and just really focusing on having that one thing and doing it really well
0: mm-hmm.
1: will be important if you're going to expand that reach.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think that's the takeaway is like you don't have to make those big jumps overnight. You can mm-hmm work at it step-by-step as long as you know that you are working at it step-by-step. You need to be leaving those breadcrumbs basically in your content Mm -hmm. um, along the way
1: so that you can draw to those things. Yep. I think for something like this, what's really helpful because a lot of people can't see themselves from the outside you know that's like a life problem, right? Like you're so inside yourself, <laughs> it's right. really difficult. Every to, everyone
0: problem. Yeah, this
1: is an everyone problem. Um, it's really difficult to step outside of yourself and recognize what this thing might be, right? But some people are good at it. Other people have a really hard time. Like, oh, what would that thing be for me? Ask your friends. Ask your partner. Ask some of the followers. Ask your mom. Yeah. Um, Ask people who are in your DMs constantly. Like, what do you know Mm -hmm. me for? Like, what are some things that I'm well-known for? Maybe it's a catchphrase. Maybe it's do less club, right? Maybe it is a specific way that you do something in your life.
0: Yeah. It's probably not going to be the thing that you think of at all.
1: Right. Like, it's
0: so close to your face that you will not think of this thing. And they'll say it and you'll be like, oh, you like the way I – Eat cereal? Mm -hmm. Like weird. Okay.
1: This is exactly why I'm going to start offering more like one-on-ones with influencers. And I have a few people that are asking me for it already because they can't see outside of themselves for that one little moment in time. And they may not be ready for management. They may not be at that next level yet, but they need somebody on Mm -hmm. the outside to step in and just be like, hey, you could do X, Y, and Z like popped off so fast. And then they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. duh. I knew I, yeah, of course, right? You just need somebody on the outside mm-hmm. to knock you on the head and be like, hey, this could be a great next step for you. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're mm-hmm. in to go.
0: So back to this UGC and packages thing, because you were talking about how we should be adding in extra pieces of content, really mm-hmm. easy things that you're already doing. What does that mean for UGC? What are your thoughts there?
1: I think what it means for UGC, and this is something I kind of predicted from the beginning that... UGC creators, I think, will start to become less and less because influencers are also UGC creators, right? So if I'm coming from a brand standpoint and I'm looking at a creator versus a UGC person, a UGC person can create for me and deliver it back, and that is the end of the story, right? They don't have Mm -hmm. a following. An influencer has a following of some sort and can create content and deliver it back to me. I'm probably... 99% 99% of the time going to select the influencer because again, going back to flexi- flexible budget, if that person for $1,000 more, $500 more, whatever, will post one of the five, three, however many videos I'm contracting from them in addition, or you know, can do this other small thing up and above, mm-hmm. and I can do that all in the same process, why wouldn't I pick them? right? The UGC person would have to be undercutting the rates so significantly. And at Mm -hmm. that point, they probably, this is a generalization. It's not worth
0: it for them. It's
1: not worth it for them, but also it may not be as good content. I'd rather just pay a couple Mm. hundred dollars more or a thousand dollars more and get the better, higher quality content from somebody else.
0: I think- I think micro-influencing is really the place to be. And I, I feel like micro-influencing micro is going to continue to expand because I've had multiple brands talk to me and say, okay, I'm looking for whitelisted content. We want to run mm-hmm. it in ads. We want creators, but like the smaller, the better because mm-hmm. prices are going to be lower, right? And mm-hmm. so, I mean, your $5,000, 5000 follower creator, Mm -hmm. that's going to be your best bet. Yeah. That's going to be your best bet for content like that because your price is going to be a little bit lower. You're not banking on the recognition of their face and you still know, you still have that trust in they have a following and they know how to create content for Mm -hmm. a following. So yeah, I think it comes back to like, don't, don't don't cut ties with Instagram growth or TikTok growth or YouTube growth or whatever it is. Don't cut ties with growth quite yet and think that UGC is like the path because I think it's just an add-on.
1: Agreed. And be careful if you are just diving in and thinking I'm only going to be UGC creator. Like why not also ch- chase growth? Like you're mm-hmm. already creating the content. Like we might as well also create growth unless you're a person who's like I'm already an artist I'm already a graphic designer let me do UGC right on the different, side different. I don't want a following that's completely different that's a whole other episode
0: <laughs> yeah so okay wrapping this up mm-hmm. takeaways here
1: mm-hmm. what, what are your
0: takeaways for this vibe check of 2023 and okay. do you have a word sa- to describe I, yes,
1: it yet? I said I was gonna have a word to describe it and oh, I don't think that everyone's gonna like this word it's chaos. Chaos is the word. <laughs> chaos is the word because I truly think this is a year that like anything could happen. You it's know? a year of
0: what ifs. It's that's what that's that what the true. astrology workshop that I went to oh, said, oh. that it's the year of what ifs. That's So true. this is like scientific,
1: guys. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Okay. Chaos is like the, the negative side us. of it.
0: <laughs> chaos is the <laughs> negative side of
1: it, I guess, but-
0: Sorry. She's just a Debbie Downer, guys. I guess so. But I think- uh, it's a year of what ifs. It's a year of maybe letting go of control a little bit and flexing those muscles. A of, lot of it. You know, think thinking less and mm-hmm. feeling less connected to that one piece of content or mm-hmm. that one deal. And I think that's such a positive in the long term.
1: It, it absolutely is. And I think, you know, we on this podcast always bring back this sort of like a connection of the self to – this whole process. And it is so true more than ever. If you can't go into the growth saying, if it doesn't happen to me, I'm okay. If I don't go viral, it has nothing to do because I'm not interesting. I'm not pretty. It's none of those things. Like, there is an algorithm, there are bots at work, there are weird little things that happen that we have no control of, and it has nothing to do with how creative or amazing or beautiful or talented that you are. It's literally luck at the end of the day for some people. They're right place, right time, right trend. And we can't manufacture that. You know, it just happens for some people. So go into things just excited to do them. and seeing what if it is going to be you.
0: Yeah. I I think my takeaway here is that regardless of there being more competition and potentially lower budgets, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that it's time to count yourself out or walk away. And it's actually just time to get a little bit more strategic behind the scenes like while you're thinking less on your content mm-hmm. maybe we're thinking a little bit more about what you could be doing for that brand how mm-hmm. you can pump out a little bit more content for them or um, just attract those brands in general what what little thing what little breadcrumb can you put into your content to attract the people that you really want because these platforms are moving so much towards, SEO So much towards Mm -hmm. search engine optimization that Mm -hmm. has been so poor in the beginning phases Mm -hmm. of them. And I think we're just going to see more of the searchability increase. So if you're positioning yourself as a foodie blogger, as a speaker, as a influencer in general, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be connected to those terms and found for those terms.
1: Agreed, and I, you know, I made the comment the other day about micro communities, um, Mm -hmm. which I think is selecting a niche and then finding a community within that niche that is not everyone still. Mm -hmm. And I tell beauty influencers all the time, like, how come you haven't told me what type of skin you have? That's your micro community, Mm -hmm. Um, or what your problem areas are. Like, that's your micro community. So you, you may have selected a niche, but now it's time to find your micro community and that's like where your growth is really going to happen and your engagement's really going to happen and you're going to find your people and you'll thrive there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Positives, positives. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I can't wait to see people thrive in their micro communities.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Brand Meet Creator. I'm so glad to have Sonia back and I'm so glad to chat more about influencer marketing behind the scenes as she jumps back into that world with her newborn in tow. So if you have (laughs) any questions, please come to us. We would love to do a deep dive on any of the little influencer things that you are struggling with right now so you can find us on the social medias and check the show notes to touch base with us